Hello, 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 everyone, and thank you so much for tuning in to A Friendly Conversation with Eva. I am your host, Miss Eva Stills, and today we have such an awesome, awesome opportunity. I have a co-host, y'all. Oh, my God. I am so excited about that, Um, and she is an awesome woman of God. She knows the Word of God. She has an awesome spirit. She's wonderful, and not only is she really like a sister to me, you know, but she's also my sister in Christ and I really appreciate her. So without further ado, whenever uh, we're going to go ahead and let her speak. But for now on, there's not going to be just me. It's going to be us. We is tag teaming this thing. Okay. So without further ado, here she goes. Introduce yourself. Say whatever you want to say to the people. Hello, everyone. I am Deandra Steeles. Um, I'm really excited about this. Um, I love talking about the word. I love uh, just having conversations that can get us healed. So I'm really excited about being a part of this show. Awesome. Awesome. So we have actually a good segment for y'all today. Um, We want to talk about, there's two things we want to talk about. One is, is being a Christian a culture? And then two, what does the Bible say about family? Um, this topic came up, me and her was talking one day and we, we talk whenever we come together, we do a lot of talking about the word of God amongst ourselves and different, you know, just a lot of different real topics. Like we hit the real to real issues, you know? Um, and one of the things I wanted the listeners to hear is someone other than myself, you know, speaking about the things that is really near and dear and true to our hearts, the questions that people ask, the things that, you know, they want to know the truth about, you know, let's, let's talk about it. So we about to have the conversation. So the first thing is, is being a Christian, a culture? I say, yes, being a Christian. Yes, that is an, a culture. And the reason why I say that because of what the scripture that the Bible says, you know, be in the world, but mm-hmm. not of the world. Yes. And I think about that. Well, one day I'm a hairstylist by trade. And one day um, a lady had came into the salon to get her hair cut and it wasn't really cut. She just needed her ends trimmed. And I could clearly tell that she was of a different culture than what I was, Mm -hmm. you know, Mm -hmm. and that got me to think about when someone see us as Christians, you know, outside of our conversation, you know, about Jesus, what will let them know that, you know, I'm not like you, you know, the, her, her appearance, first and foremost, let me know, okay, she's different. You know, I didn't know what different, I didn't know what nothing about her until I sat down and talked to her. But, you know, that lets me know when I think about that and I think about us, you know, that we are supposed to be different. We're in this world, but we're not of this world. Mm -hmm. So I say, yes, being a Christian is a culture and it's not a bad thing. Mm -hmm. I can remember real quick, um, whenever in my earlier stages of being a Christian, someone would make me feel bad because I wanted to be, you know, a diehard sold out Christian. Yeah. You know, corny Christian. Yeah. They call it corny, corny, not horny. Y'all. Corny. <laughs> corny. 
corny Christians, Christians yes. you know, or it'd be like, oh, don't be so holier than thou. Yes. Oh, you know, you, oh, you too spooky, you too spiritual. What yeah. is too spiritual? You know, like I heard that reference a lot and that really started to get to me, mm-hmm. you know, as a Christian, we are things that we're just supposed to do differently. Yeah. We're supposed to do it differently. So sis, what you have to say? Well, um, I'm, I'm a bit of a nerd. So when we started talking about this, I wanted to make sure that we knew what a culture was, you know, and it's, it's basically the customary beliefs um, you know, or, you know, the, of a social forms, you know, or material traits of a racial, religious or social group. So I'm, I'm in agreement with you that, you know, being a Christian can be considered a culture because there are uh, norms and things that uh, we do or that we're supposed to do rather that makes us different from the world now of course there's subcultures you know if you wanted to break it down to uh denominations to you know um race all those different things like that but a christian itself can be being christian itself could be considered uh a part of a religious culture so okay that's great so let me say give the people a different perspective to when it comes to considering if you're a Christian of a, you know, you're in a different culture, um, give them a, a different perspective on that. Cause yes. I know you said earlier when we were talking that you looked up the word culture. Yes, absolutely. And so it's as a, as a Christian, it should be customary for us to give grace. Mm-hmm. It should be customary for us to, um, not be easily angered or you know to exercise some patience those kinds of things like that um believing in believing in jesus christ his death burial and resurrection um those that is a norm for us as christians as mm-hmm. it's supposed to be okay. um whereas uh you would have um a another culture say your nightlife culture where after you know they those who who love the nightlife you know they they go out they know which clubs are open which ones are free before 11 um you know they they know when it's last call for alcohol they know that's just that's just their nightlife that's the night culture um of those who who love to party and enjoy themselves and like let's just be real we used to be a part of that night culture yes they got for change but yeah that's you know it's just something that they religiously do this it's customary to that particular group of people okay okay got you got you one of the things as you were talking that i started to think about when it comes to you know culture is i look at myself differently like I view myself do now there were things I did before I got saved okay oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. um there are a lot of things that now not everything let's just go ahead and clear this up not everything that you do is a sin yes it is not yeah. however right. you know now that I am a Christian it's just it's not, not profitable it, yeah it's not profitable yeah. for me to yeah. do it I don't need there are some things that we do Paul says, you know, exactly. (laughs) (laughs) Wonderful Paul. There are some things that 
I did at one point because it was a way that I dealt with my temper. Because one of my hurdles is temperament, mm-hmm. okay? Mm-hmm. And so there are things that I used to do to help deal with my temper that now, you know, I have learned how to control my temper through the word of God. I have learned to yes. control my temper. Yes. Yes. And one of the biggest things that helped me control my temper is because I always want to make sure that I'm representing Jesus Christ yes. right. Yes. You know, yes. there was an incident at my job not too long ago where a customer really got under my skin. And I just could, only thing I could do was stand there and just stare at her. Mm -hmm. Now, the thoughts going through my head was a million and one. Half of them was good, but majority of them was bad. Mm -hmm. And I didn't, and one of the things I kept thinking about was if I open my mouth to speak, I do not want those who are around and those who work with me and even this customer to get a bad impression of Jesus Christ of mm-hmm. a Christian, you know, because lo and behold, let us do one thing out of line. Mm. And what's the favorite saying? I thought you was I a Christian. Mm. Yeah, I thought she yeah, was yeah. a Christian, yeah. you know. Um, so I'm always trying to make sure that in my actions that I'm representing Christ, mm-hmm. not mm-hmm. the church. Mm-hmm. Christ. Mm-hmm. Right. I want God to get the glory out of everything that I do. And so that's my hurdle is my temperament. So being, you know, in this Christian culture, we have to shift in our minds, you know, shift our where our focal point is, because it is no longer about us. When, when I was in the world, my temperament was about me. Why do I say that? Because I'm like, baby, this here, me, this ain't what you want. Mm-hmm. You know, a lot of people say that this right here, this ain't what you want. I wish a brother would y'all put your other word in. (laughs) (laughs) You know, I wish you'd be like, "Mm -mm, you know what? If that was me, I would have done this. And I would like, that's the mentality that I had before Christ. But now it's, it's not about me. Mm -hmm. It's about him. Yeah. And I think about this one lady, her name is Mary McFadder. Oh my gosh. She is such an awesome woman to this day. I like hands down. She really, really taught me about temperament just, and it wasn't anything that she said. It was everything that she did. Mm -hmm. And that right there spoke more to me, her actions in watching her live her life. And that made me realize it's a little bit of what we say, but it's all of what we do. Yeah. And I think that's, that's, that's something that, I believe every believer in Christ um, struggles with the 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 desire to not be considered a hypocrite, mm-hmm. and um, because of that, I think it kind of locks us in a mental box. Also, because I don't I don't want to be considered a hypocrite. Therefore, uh, I need to hide what I'm really dealing with. Um, so that people don't think that I'm a hypocrite. You know, I can, I can, I can't in, in our minds, I can't be in the pulpit preaching, um, the word of God and then have a sexual lust problem at the same time. You know, we're, we're so concerned about being hypocrites that we can't, we have a hard time sometimes dealing with what's real and, uh, allowing the word and the Holy spirit to change that. So it's not something we have to deal with. Mm-hmm. anymore 
and that's yeah that's and i think that that has that has a lot to do with another one of those those cultures mm-hmm. the 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 quote-unquote church culture um and i'm not talking about the ecclesia you know the gathering of the people for the sole purpose of um preaching and, and teaching the word and uh, getting together i'm talking about the church rhetoric the church dogma that we as man have come up with the rules and regulations and all these things about what we're supposed to do and how we're supposed to do it and and uh how we're supposed to act and not supposed to act how we're supposed to dress and all these things like that and what's supposed to be important in the quote-unquote body of christ and it all all of it doesn't align with the word of god and so that in itself makes it hard both for the believer and the Mm non-believer because if i'm a believer and i have this list of rules um even though they may not be set in stone or or written down but there's this um this 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 i can't even think of the word but it you there's this way that you believe you're supposed to act the way that you're supposed to behave mm-hmm. and um i can't it's it's hard for me to just walk in church and be like hey i love jesus christ but i have an issue with pornography can somebody help me we can't there's a there's a fear of of doing that and being real in order to to get healed yeah yeah one of the things that we have to realize when it comes to this culture we're saved through jesus so that we can get into heaven okay there's a we when we all die every last one of us is going to die jesus christ came and he gave his life for the whole entire world now we have to choose him yeah we have to choose him once we choose him now as long as there's breath in our bodies there is a particular way we ought to live our life Mm -hmm. there are uh, there are things that we do and do not do Mm -hmm. you know um and i like to look at it this way if you think about it you go all the way to revelations and it talks about us living with God among us. Mm-hmm. I look at it like this. We're learning how to live among God now mm-hmm. before we die. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. so that when we do die and that moment comes when we are all living with God and he dwelling physically among us. We already know. You uh, understand what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah, like yeah, we already know. We know how we we know how we ought to act. We don't have to wait till then to get it right. We're learning to do it now. That's the way I like to think about it. Yeah. And that helps me in my everyday walk now. Yeah. And I but I and and I agree with that. Um, but I would also, you know, like to to put in that we have to we have to be okay with the fact that we are learning. You know what I'm saying? After after we get saved, after we give our lives to, to Christ and we're ready to make that heart change and ready to make lifestyle changes and those things like that, um, we have to be okay with knowing that we're just learning mm. and that we are going to stumble. But the, the culture of the church... Um, 
is 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 that the moment that you get saved, it, you should stop absolutely everything, and this is how you act. You know, mm, yeah, instead, and, and, but the thing is, there's the expectation of you doing this, but there's no being perfect. Yes, but there's no teaching. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, you know, for a young lady who gave her life to Christ that, you know, anytime she wore, uh, anytime she came to church, she's worn really tight pants or her skirts are hiked up and all those things. Maybe she came from somewhere where that was okay. I was her. You know, but if, and so if I walk into a church and I get talked about for wearing what I wear, well, nobody told me that yeah. this wasn't okay. But you know, also- y'all just talked about me. So... So that's, maybe that's, that's all she got at that moment. Absolutely, you know, maybe absolutely. that's all she got at that moment. Absolutely. But in the it, with with that being said, I was once that girl. Mm-hmm. Not that I like. I just wore my clothes out. First of all, I was a buck twenty soaking wet. You know, when I first got saved, mm-hmm. um, it got to the point, you know, where yes that I was talked about because of the clothes I wore. Mm-hmm. And at one point in time, someone even made me feel like I had to wear oversized suits that were like too big for me. Oh, God bless you. You know, <laughs> um, and they really made me feel bad. You know, I remember one time I did decide to wear a suit that was too big for me. Mm-hmm. And it was said to me, oh, now she's saved. Oh my goodness. And I was like, what? My goodness. So it had nothing to do with <laughs> with the fact that like, you had made the decision to live yeah, for Christ, but because it, your outfit yeah, looked okay. Yeah, because my outfit, and you know, even to this day, you know, I've definitely gained some weight since then, uh-huh. you know, and now, you know, even now, I'm literally still a little self-conscious about some of the clothes that I wear you know and it's because of my shape Mm -hmm. I have a shape I cannot take away from that Mm -hmm. you know Mm -hmm. and um it's that's one of the things that's just the most annoying thing for me you know when people we come to Christ because we are imperfect people Mm -hmm. we come to Christ because we want to be saved Mm-hmm. We want our souls to have a resting place. Yeah. When we pass away, that's first and foremost. Mm-hmm. That's first and foremost. We don't come to Christ so that we can be perfect here on earth. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, we perfect our imperfections according to the word of God. Yeah. You know, so that when we pass away, our soul has a final resting place and hopefully it is with Jesus Christ and is with God. I say hopefully because I do believe, you know, that if you have not accepted Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, then, you know, honestly, hell, you will lift up your eyes. Why do I believe that? Because the Bible says that. It is the Bible. It is not me. That's what the Bible says. So then, would it, do we... Would you agree that what you we need salvation? to no, oh. no 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 <laughs> that we can that we probably need to change the Christian practices of our culture? I do 
to be, you know, cause to, to, to have a change of heart, but then in your experience be, uh, you, someone would only consider you saved because, uh, they couldn't see your shape anymore. Uh, that's, that's probably not the way to draw in an unbeliever. This, um, this so is, do we need some some changes in our uh, practices as as the people as the the inward church with Christ dealing on the inside? This is what I say. Remember, okay, earlier we were talking about. Um, earlier we was talking about. Um, uh, gosh, we said so much earlier. Uh, what's the one? Um, Oh my goodness. Um, we were, hold on. I'm sorry, y'all. Give me a second. It's, <laughs> it's like right there. Okay. We were talking about, um, when you get saved and, um, how you get saved because your soul wants to be with, with, with Jesus, with God. You know, you, you want your soul to have a final resting place. So that's our focus. First and foremost, that is the focus. That should be the focus of every church, of every Christian. Let's put it on not church. Every Christian, that should be your main focal point. And we have to change the way we think about things. Now, yes, when you get saved, should you come to church with your cleavage out? Should you come to church and your pants is so tight that I can see the whole outline of your drawers as a woman? And I say the whole, I'm talking about the sides mm-hmm. and the part that goes across your butt crack. Mm-hmm. Let's just be honest. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. That's right there to me is a little bit too much. But now, why is that? Because of something you said earlier, somebody may have an issue with lust. Mm-hmm. Now, that doesn't mean that you have to wear two, you know, suits that are two, three sizes too big. No, that don't mean it. But what that does mean is before you leave out your house, check yourself as women. Women, we are very, very sex. We are sexual beings, Mm -hmm. you know, even when we don't try to be, you know, okay, like I'm married. And I know there are a moment when I ain't trying to be sexy, but my husband look at me and be like, ooh. Mm-hmm. You know, he'll come up behind me and do something. I'm like, what? He was like, oh, you looking good. Really? <laughs> do you see how I look right now? Yeah. yeah. Like, yeah. I'm, I'm not trying to be, yeah. you know, but yeah. we just are. Yeah. You yeah. know? And like men, do you want to go, do you want to, you know, go in the church and your man and his pants are so tight you can see his whole package? You know what I'm saying? Like, no, the thing about it is, is we have to change the change our thought process. The Bible tells us that we have to change our thought process. You should think of your brother as you think of yourself. Uh You know what I'm saying? So if the respect that you have for you, turn that respect outward towards your brother towards Mm -hmm. your sister Mm -hmm. you know what i'm Mm -hmm. saying because Mm -hmm. now you're also demonstrating love unto you know unto them yes yes and that's and that's i was gonna say something very similar that you know we um we we have to teach Mm -hmm. if as 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 uh my my children are, are young right now and if they walk to uh an electrical socket um 
and they get shocked. I can't get mad at them for playing with the electrical shock shock because I didn't teach them that that was dangerous. Mm-hmm. And so even in even in the body of Christ, especially a new believer, uh, those who have been in it for a while, we know the word. We know what the word says. And just like you mentioned before, you know, we know that the word says we have to be transformed by the renewing of our mind. The unbeliever may not know that yet. The time that they gave their life to Christ may have been the first time that they had picked up the Bible in a long time. They may have known the Bible stories of David and Goliath and all those things like that. But those those things that begin to set us apart, they may not have learned that yet. So let's start changing our cultural practices as Christians. Let's start to teach. Let's love on them. Pull sis to the side and be like, hey girl, so look, this is, you know, this. Or, you know, to the young man, pull your brother to the side. Let's do this. And um let's start loving, loving yeah. as our yeah. neighbor, just like the word says, as ourselves. Would would you like to be talked about and judged on some information that you didn't know? And maybe you do know it, but maybe at the at the moment, all you got in your closet is what you have in your that closet. That could be, yeah, and it, it, you it know, could be that. So it I mean, be, yeah, it, it, there's it's it's a it's a, a big cloud of of things. You know, maybe maybe you did you never really knew Christ for yourself, but you went to a church where it was all about fashion. So that's what you do because that's what you think it is or you know um you you grow up and you saw aunties and uncles or whatever the case may be doing what they do but also calling themselves christian so you don't know any better just yet and i just i I want to hone in on the fact that we have to teach one another let's let's get rid of the whole judgment um, thing we have to teach we have to let them know that uh, you know living for Christ is is not about um, having a whole bunch of money it's not about uh, looking the part with your heart being in the wrong place it's not about the material things of this world that would make you be considered worthy or considered blessed or considered righteous. It has being righteous has nothing to do with anything in this world. Our righteousness comes from Jesus Christ alone and through the Holy spirit and through learning the word, the Bible says, how, how can they learn unless somebody teach Yes. And how can they teach unless they be sent? So, um, with believers, you know, the babes in Christ or even unbelievers, it's we've got to focus on teaching them the right way, but we got to know the right way. And again, that that's getting rid of the church dogma, getting rid of the stuff that does not that we're doing that does not align with the word. Mm-hmm. And really searching the scriptures. Okay, what are we really supposed to be doing? How are we really supposed to be living? What does it really look like? According to the word of God, not according to our customs, not according to our racial or ethnic or, um, you know, uh, 
customs or culture, you know, those, you know, shouting and carrying on, that stuff is great. But what are we really supposed to be looking at? What does Jesus Christ say models a good representative? Because the word says we are ambassadors for him. We are his representation on the earth. So what is it that we're supposed to be doing to show the world that we are a separate Christian culture? We are separate. We are believers in Christ and we do not look like the world just like you said to be able to tell the difference Mm. how can they tell the difference my grandfather uh, my great-grandfather thank god before he um left this earth he would he would tell us because we would always talk to him about christ and he would say why why would i go to that church and get saved they doing the same thing i'm doing there was no separation and that's that's what that's what our Christian culture has to be about. That our practices, our norms is that we are doing the work of Christ according to what he says in his word. And uh, mm-hmm. Ephesians 4, if I may. Mm-hmm. Go ahead, go ahead. Ephesians 4, verses 1 through 4, says that, um, it was t- it's Paul talking. He says, I therefore, prisoner of the Lord, beseech you that you walk worthy of the vocation wherewith you are called. But then what I love is th- next he tells you these are the things that make you considered worthy. Not anything materialistic, but these are when you walk lowliness meekness with long suffering suffering forbearing one another in love endeavoring to keep the unity of the spirit in the bond of peace because there is one body i can't tear you down as a sister or brother in christ and still be able to operate because we one body you know Mm -hmm. i can the the toe can't say i don't need you foot um, you know, and we endeavoring to keep the unity of the spirit and the bond of peace. There is one body. There is one spirit. Mm-hmm. Even as ye are called one hope of your calling. There is one Lord, one faith, one baptism, one God and father of all who is above all through all and in you all. This here in Ephesians gives us what we are, as believers are supposed to be looking like. Mm-hmm. And when we when we make this normal to us as a as a culture as a believer in Christ when we are lowly when we are humble when we patient um forbearing one another in love and trying hard the word uses the word endeavoring when we are trying hard to keep the unity of the spirit in the bond of peace mm-hmm. so that's not you know oh i'm not dealing with her or him no more because this that and a third but you you know we got we got an issue we need to talk about this because we got to endeavor to keep the unity of the spirit yeah not us being separated yeah you you said something and two things came to mind. I had to get my pen and write it yeah. down because I done had like about five thoughts. And, and, and before I grabbed my pen, half of them went throughout the door. I was like, darn it, I forgot. But these are the two things I want to say. The first one is um, we have to um, let people know. We're, we're okay. And the reason why I'm saying this is because so many times, and even when I think back about witnessing to people, we witness the wrong 
things. Mm. You know, we witness the wrong things about being saved. Mm -hmm. Being saved is not about money. It's not about blessings. It, it, it's not. That's not. Uh, that's not why Jesus died. No, it's not. We are saved for our souls. Our souls will have a pleasant destination, a resting place yes. when we leave up out this earth. Saved from the wrath of you God. You know, we are saved exactly. We are saved from the wrath of God. That's the first and foremost. That's the thing. When it, it regardless of what denomination you are a part of Mm -hmm. we have to remember we are saved because our souls there's either a heaven or hell Mm -hmm. if you have not accepted jesus christ as your lord and savior then your destination is hell and then i'm gonna even say this we have to be careful because if you go back to revelation you know when it talks about um the different churches, you know, Jesus said, you know, I stand at the door and knock. So if he at the door knocking and they inside the church, what they doing? He ain't there. So that lets me know that, you know, you can be a part of the body of Christ and still not be right. You know, so that's what I wanted to say. And then the second thing I wanted to say is, when it comes to being teachable, when you was talking about being, you know, we have to teach, you know, as believers in Christ, mm-hmm. we have to be welcoming so that people who want to know will come up to when we when they come up to us. Mm-hmm. We have to be welcoming. We have to be patient. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. we have to show them kindness, mm-hmm. you know, in then it in in answering their questions because there are some people who are going to ask you questions and you you cannot get offended by the type of yes, question that they absolutely. ask you. Absolutely. No, absolutely. the Bible says that you are to study so that you would know how to answer all men, not some, all men. You know, paraphrasing, but you know, so that lets me know. If a person who's dealing with homosexual homosexuality come up to you and say, so God don't love me because I'm gay. No, he does love you. Absolutely. He yeah. loves you. He yeah, loves you just like he loves me. And I'm a heterosexual. Mm-hmm. He loves me just like he loves you. However, it is our sins that he does not like. Mm-hmm. I don't care what your sin is. If his word, his word is not in agreement with what it is that we're doing. Yeah. Then he's not pleased with it. Yeah. You know, yeah. I always like to give the example. You can have a heterosexual, a homosexual, adulterer, a liar, and a thief. And a pedophile. They all die at the same exact time. Which one going to go into hell first? They all going to walk in hell together. It does not matter what the sin of the man is at all. You know, one is not greater than the other. Yeah. It's not. Yeah. You know. Absolutely. We are, all of our sins is like filthy rags. Mm-hmm. All. Mm-hmm. You know, so it's the people, the human being 
that he loves. It is the human being that he died for. Yeah. You know, he didn't die for a set set of people. He didn't die for just blacks or just whites or just Asians, you know, or just Indians or, you know, just Hispanics. No, he died for all of humanity. Yeah. You know, so that's the one thing I wanted to say. And I hate that we did not get time to go to our second, but we'll pick that up on our next. Um, what does the Bible say about family? We'll definitely pick that part back up on our next segment, which will be, a you know, we are posting every week, um, once a week. So we ask that you pay, uh, tune in every Tuesday, our podcast will go out every Tuesday. So pay attention to that. I thank y'all so, so much for listening and, you know, being a part of this journey. Um, We definitely got a lot of good topics that we are going to talk about. If you have something that you would like to, you know, have discussed, Please, by all means, write into us. Let us know. You can do it at Eva Stills. That's E V A S T I L L S at yahoo.com. And we will definitely, you know, get a recording for that. Um, DeAndra, is there anything else you want to say before we go? No, I just, I'm, I'm excited again. Thank y'all for. Uh, welcoming us and just always focus on your relationship with Christ, not the religion. I love you guys. Exactly. Love y'all. Thank you. And I will leave y'all with this nice little prayer. Father, Lord God, we thank you for everything that you have done for us. Jesus, thank you so much for laying down your life that we may have life and have it in abundance. God, we pray that your truth will be illuminated in us and in our lives, in all of those who are your children, that it is your your love and it is your word that will shine bright. For each and every one that listens to this podcast, my prayer Father, Lord God, is that you illuminate yourself in their life, illuminate yourself in their heart and in their mind, that they will have no choice but to say, God cares about me because I seen what he has done in my life. Whatever it is that they may be going through, whether it's mental, physical, emotional, God spiritual. We know that you are a God that can handle it all. Deliver us from all of it. God, I pray right now that you will shine your face upon us, oh God, that we will begin to see your everlasting love and works operating in our life. We thank you. We bless you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Thank y'all so much. Y'all tune in next Tuesday for another friendly conversation with Eva Stills and Deandra Stills. Thank y'all so much.